Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I hope you're well. This is News Talk's League of Ireland podcast. He is Kevin Doherty. And I'm Oshin Lang. But I want to know why no love is given Cork City's way from those outside of Cork. When Dundalk did what they did last year, we stood back and admired. We applauded. We supported. And I actually did the same with Shamrock Rovers. And yeah. as you're aware, if you're a Cork City fan, it's very hard to say anything positive about Shamrock Rovers. I say that in jest. And that's just, you know, football, yeah, yeah. rivalry, etc. But I've noticed a nasty undercurrent towards Cork City in the last couple of days and weeks. And even though they're still winning games, granted they lost a couple, there's glee being taken from it. And people are saying, oh, it's all falling apart now. It's like, well, no, it's not falling apart. They're still going to win the league. And people are kind of... I, I don't know. I don't understand it because when Dundalk dominated... There wasn't a, a nastiness to, towards them. There wasn't a meanness towards them. There wasn't a kind of a, a bitterness towards them, like I'm noticing with Cork City. Yeah, I'd, look, it's just because probably Dundalk's European yeah. thing. That means you, Johnny Ward, them, by the way. <laughs> uh, brought, uh, European thing brought them on a bit more in, in people's minds and their domination yeah. in the league. But Cork have been doing that, the, the league stuff all year and be, uh, have been great. And they haven't been as good the last month so I suppose like I know I, I appreciate that they haven't been as good Kev as well. but li- li- like it's it's a kind of a, oh they're nothing without Maguire it's kind of a, a they're not, as, go- they're not I, as good as yeah. I without Maguire but I, nobody would be yeah. and I, ma- I, I mentioned Johnny there the reason I did that specifically mentioned one is because his tweet jumped out the other night and it kind of gained it a bit of traction what did, what did he say just basically that if the league started now they'd barely make Europe which is actually Probably not right. I mean, they've had a couple of bumps on the road yeah, the last couple of weeks. Sorry, I just want to. Sorry, before yeah, we go on, on and get into the conversation, I'm not having a go at Johnny. It's just that he is a prominent League of Ireland commentator. Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking it the lead from his tweet, and I've seen lots of stuff. And there's been more stuff. Yeah. I, I look. So I, I, I can board. Yeah, I can only go on on what I've seen yeah. over the last month or so, and, and like they haven't been as good since since Sean McGuire and Kevin O'Connor went. Yeah. More so, they seem to be missing McGuire more than O'Connor because because yeah. Griffin has stepped in. He's done done really well, yeah. but like. They're up there to be knocked at. The league is over. We said that for so long. Like yeah. you know, a little bit of criticism surely won't hurt them. No, I I don't mind criticism. It's this Cork thing is it? It's it's and, and as you're aware, I'm not from Cork, know, so it's not that. It's just uh, oh, Caulfield hasn't a clue what he's doing. I saw someone texting or tweeting that the other night. Oh well, look, someone who who's someone. a scout. He doesn't. He's a bad manager. He doesn't know what he's doing. I was like, doesn't know what he's doing. No, Won the course, cup that's last ridiculous. year. Rebuilt ridiculous. that club. Well, he didn't rebuild the club. He he came in after no. Tommy Dunn did some great work. But but like he has brought them to where they're at, and that's no, that's a deserves, good job. He's he deserves nothing you know? but praise for what he yeah. what he's done. Look, as I said, they've been absolutely brilliant all year. They've dropped off the last few weeks. They've lost a couple of games. They've yeah. been just doing enough to, to get through games and, and win the couple yeah. of games. But that's all they have to do. Like the league, how long have we been saying the league is over? And yeah. they deserve absolute praise for for everything they've done. Of course, if you lose games, people and look. If you're gonna go on about managers' futures and managers' jobs and how well yeah. they're doing by by Twitter and, and the reaction, then I think like you, you yeah. want to look other way. Maybe I have got a bit carried away. Maybe Johnny Ward is over in Air Headquarters now, listening to this podcast, being like Alex Ferguson, nah, he laughing at me, this. being the Kevin Keegan. I'll yeah, tell you God, what, he's got, a, he's got to go to, Johnny Ward's got to go to Middlesbrough and he's got to get something. And I'll tell you what, Kev, I'll tell you what, I would love it. I would love it if we beat them. I know, Johnny, in fairness. We won't though, we won't beat their numbers in fairness. No, we won't. No, that's good, that's very good. That's true, yeah, they actually put effort in. Yeah, that's good. You no. turned up today and I said, you know what, we'll, we'll give Liam Coyle a ring. Uh, Liam, are you ready for a half pass? Yeah, Grant. That's how ours works. Oh, well, you couldn't have picked anyone better than Liam Coyle. Exactly, legend. yeah. But look, my point is, is that there's, there's a criticism of them that doesn't exist when other clubs succeed. Right. 
right. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know. You being a Cork City fan, you might take it a bit more personally than yeah. than I would seeing it. But like, any time a team loses, they, they get a bit of criticism. Like, so that's just you know, the, the league is over. They've done their job, and yeah. they get all the praise they at, at the end of the season. But it's not like, like they've so. lost regularly. They have lost a couple in recent weeks, and one of them was an absolute fluke goal on Friday night. Now, not a good performance, and John Caulfield to his credit said worst performance of the season probably their worst performance of his time in charge that I can remember uh, and that's even going back a couple of years um, but but like okay you can take that out of it and say okay fair enough the Bowles game sadly I wasn't there so I can't comment on it but losing at home to Bowles you know not penalty yeah exactly yeah and it was a penalty like they, yeah, they, yeah. they, just, it, they deserve uh, to lose it from yeah, what I heard yeah. but I look. I, I, I'm sure no one at Cork is, is worried too much about yeah. it. Like you know, they're, they're going to go on and win the league. Like what do they need? Five points to go and win the league. So yeah. they're, they're going to romp it. Like you know, they've, they've had a couple of. You wouldn't even call them wobbles because the thing is more or less Teams over. Teams anyway. lose games. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So no, I don't think there's any to take it to heart or be affected by any sort of criticism at all. When you were with Shells, did you have a, a level? Everyone hated us, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised because you were Shells. <laughs> yeah, you but it's the same it. when you're successful, yeah. I think, anywhere. Like, although I know what you're saying about Dundalk. There was a good feeling about Dundalk last year. And it should be the same about about Cork um, this year. But it's just, for whatever reason, it's it's not. But it's again, it's probably, yeah. it's, it's, it's a few people. I, I wouldn't. Does it come down to the manager's personality? Because, like, Stephen Kenny is a very likeable man. John Caulfield is a very different personality. He's a, he's a very charming man. He's a very likable yeah, man. Now, I, fella, yeah. I, now, but the thing is, is you and I have an insight that most fans don't because we, we meet him on a regular basis. I, I would have known John to talk to for many, many years. Yeah. Like, I obviously would have been a fan of his when he was playing. So we know Maybe it goes back to when he was playing. He was a hard, hard enough fella. So maybe... Yeah. Oh, look, no, I, I, I genuinely... I, I couldn't see any big fuss about it at all. I think the... They're like, yeah. They're, he's a really, really good manager. He's doing a great job, yeah. and anyone that said he hasn't done a good job at Cork or yeah. is doing a bad job is, is very deluded. In fairness to John, he does like to wind up other managers and teams, but in the most subtle way. Yeah, but look, that's part of it as well, yeah. isn't he? You talk about Kevin Keegan earlier on, like you know, that it's <laughs> I've uh, a little I've, bit different. I've been, I've been, um, I've been outmaneuvered in a mental sense by Johnny Ward. Do you mm. know how embarrassing that is? Yeah, <laughs> uh, look, he said, Johnny's a good fella. Look so what you've done like to me, Johnny. Look what you've done to me. Now you were talking before we started recording or maybe in the original piece that we stopped and, uh, and restarted um, that you thought they weren't that bad against Finn Harps Cork City. They created a lot no, but they, yeah. their goal should not have stood. No, I don't think it should have. Um, looking at it, I, I rewound it, they showed enough replays of it now but uh, Gallagher had his hands in the ball I think and when Buckley came in and then he was a foul. He, he kicked his arm and then we followed through and, and the ball went into, into the net but like the laws of the game the keeper has the ball in control and he had two hands on the ball and I actually yeah. have a picture of it on my phone just to, to show I wasn't going mad but he definitely had two hands on the ball and like that's a, that's a foul so they were lucky in that sense but as as, as you said I, I still think that they they I wouldn't say they didn't they didn't yeah. break them down too many times but a lot of chances they, they did create the chances the keeper had a great game Very but color, yeah. there was a point raised that maybe John Caulfield should have replaced Shawnee Maguire maybe he should have signed another striker what do you think of that? Well, if God, if you go back a couple of months, I don't even think Maguire had signed for Preston when we spoke about it, and I had said that I'd be sure that John is already thinking about if and when he does go that they'll replace him um, with. You'd like to think similar quality, but probably not. Probably someone that's capable of of getting plenty of goals because they haven't been getting as many goals and and. Like they've been the, the cup few games that they did win, they've won by by the odd goal. They were beaten yeah. a couple of times since he's gone. It hasn't replaced him. He's tried 
Shepard up front, Campion up front, Conor Ellis up front, yeah. even Jimmy Cowan, I think. Was, None of was them are finishers. There. Ellis might turn into one, yeah, but he's very young. Yeah, he's a good player, good young yeah. player, yeah. So he was on loan at Cove last year and he, he was very good. But the thing about it is, the, probably the best bit of business that, that John did was actually, whatever, whether it was John or whether it was Sean Maguire or whatever way it was done, was that he was able to keep him until the yeah. European thing was over and more importantly the league was more or less wrapped up yeah. so like maybe he looked at it and said but well, we'll strengthen there next year we've done enough this year I know they still have the FAI Cup and, and yeah. they'd like to go and win that as well but you would think that if they're going to build and, and go forward and, and progress even further maybe in yeah. Europe that they'll definitely have to replace them they haven't done it so far well if you're a manager and, and, and you're in charge of a club even one as big as Cork City you still cannot afford to spend money unwisely no so and, and, and they're probably looking at saying that we don't have to. We moment. don't have to do yeah. it at the moment. How big a factor is that for you? I'd say it's yeah. I'd say that's yeah. the, that was the key because I'm sure they could have got players from abroad from yeah. from England. From Generally, forever. we just go to Sligo, take some of them. Yeah, off. well, they already yeah. well they took Sadlier, who I thought yeah. they they might actually use in that position, but he's been yeah. playing on the left and he scored the winner out in, out in but, they, but they the have cup. wide options, so why not try Sadlier in the middle? I don't know. I, I as I said he, again, we spoke about it before. He's not an out and out centre forward, but. The different yeah. options that he that we spoke about there a few minutes ago already that he has used, it might be something that he's thinking about. But at the moment, I, th- I think Shepard started up there the other night, and and then Shepard has played centre forward for, like, for years. Like he's he's done really well on the right, and and he can finish as well. Like he's he's not a, yeah. an out and out goal scorer, but he's got plenty of goals. Like you know, so I I think long term they will replace him. But at the moment, they've already sort of, in, I'd say, in their minds, done enough to yeah. say we don't need to go spend the money now that we like we can keep for next year. So you mentioned the contentious decision in the Finn Harps Cork City game. Cork City go on to win. Finn Harps sink further into the mire. Galway have cause for complaint as well. Explain this to the people who didn't watch Soccer Republic, by which I mean me. Yeah, well, well uh, it was nil all and uh, Galway looked to be doing doing quite well. Cross into the box. I think it was Ronan Murray was about to head into net and Dave Webster punched it away. Mm-hmm. Um, the referee gave a penalty, which was correct, and Galway went on and scored, but... What Shane Keegan's main gripe was after the game, he only booked Dave Webster. Now, I'm not by any means calling for any player to be sent off, but it was an yeah. obvious goal-scoring opportunity he denied, which is a uh, which is a red card. So you are calling for a player to well, be sent off? Well, it's too late. You're calling now. for the rules to be applied, that's, and if that means all. a guy gets sent that's off... That's all, yeah, yeah correctly. Okay, like, yeah. if it's done correctly, and and Shane Keegan actually was very animated afterwards uh, in on Soccer Republic, he did the interview, and you could see how much it affected him, how much it probably affected his team, how much... It, Gonna might affect them going forward. How much it might affect the club going forward? Yeah. How important these decisions are, and it really was. Now Rovers went on and and, and won two one. Shaw got another couple of goals against Gobby. He's been very good, particularly against them this year. But these big decisions are not like they're not like there's no shades of grey. And it was black. It's a black and white rule, really. Like you know, it was denied the, the yeah, goal yeah. scoring opportunity, and that was early in the game. And for Rovers had it gone down to ten men, you would like. I wouldn't like to think, but Gobby would like to think that. They probably they go one up and they they can go go on and get another one or, or finish the game off. Now it doesn't always happen like that, but there'd be a better chance of doing it if the if the rules had been applied correctly. Yeah, do, do you genuinely believe these things go against you when you're at the bottom, or do they just hurt more and get talked about more when you're at the bottom because maybe you've so few opportunities? You look at individual moments of matches that could yeah, that's a good turn point. a match. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Like, just why would they go against you when you're at the bottom? But it, it does always seem like that. But they're probably highlighted more because they're they're so vital decisions and uh, and like as I said, kind of can affect you. Whether you, you, like if they get down by a point yeah. or something like that, that they 
could have got the other night. Like I'm sure they'll be thinking back to, to things like that. I know, and, and Shane said himself, they should have done enough to, to see it out anyway. Yeah. And after winning one nil and come back to get beaten two one, it's, it's tough to take. But they really are massive decisions. And and like I said, I can totally, I can understand Shane. He was very, very. Yeah. You could see how upset he was after the game, and, and I, I would have been the exact same. Yeah, he's a heart on the sleeve kind of manager. He doesn't hide things. Um, the three that are that are down there at the moment. Drogheda, Galway, Harps. Hard to see them get out of it, isn't it? Well, after Sligo winning down in Cork, like you know, I th- I, I I thought Sligo. We were, we kept talking about this. The reason this the reason I say I, I'd look at those three and say they're more likely to go down rather than Sligo is because Sligo are drawing a lot of games, and you get the feeling that they'll they'll probably start eking out. Well, they've played an extra game, Sligo. Yeah. That's the only thing. So, yeah. but going back to the them winning against. Cork, like you know, it was absolutely massive. Um, we spoke about them getting that one win. What a place to go and do it! They do get results. They've drawn a lot of games. Yeah, they get they pick up points, but like they, they do need. They to deserved win. a bit of luck as well. Didn't yeah, they, they, they got they, a bit of did. luck with their luck. Yeah, yeah, it was a cross. Yeah. Well, looks like a cross yeah, anyway. No, it was a cross. Ended, yeah. But uh, no, it's 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 gonna be. It is gonna be tough for for those three things. But I wouldn't. It's it's, it's far. There's a f- few more twists and turns yet. I think. Yeah. Um. Draw the look on. I would, yeah, 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 and it's yeah. a real pity because it's 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 a footballing town. Yeah, and they did very well to to get up last year. It's funny, I, I remember last year, probably towards the playoffs last year. I remember Pete Mann saying that maybe it's not a great thing if we went up this year. We're building for the future, and and they end up going and beating Wexford in the playoffs. And he probably had his his finger on the pulse there because yeah. they weren't didn't have the capabilities to go and improve the squad massively. They brought in a few few decent players but sure half of them have left at this stage yeah he's a savvy smart man Pete yeah man. yeah and, and look it's tough down there you know and again you, you look at them and, and they haven't just it's the basics haven't scored enough goals and they concede too easy yeah we'll get to Derry in just a few seconds but it is cup fi- sorry it's not cup final weekend it's cup weekend this weekend if you were still managing a team involved in this would you be really annoyed by how late the dates, times, venues, logistics, and all that were unveiled. Well, I suppose it depends on what you're, where you are, and what you're, what you're going for. Like you know, mm. as in, if you're trying to stay up, it can be something that you don't really want to play all your your players in and stuff. Even though on the FEI Cup is a, is a brilliant competition, mm. like you're thinking of priorities. No, I think I, for whatever reason, this year the the first round was a lot later, and 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 they're sort of condensing it a little bit. I think it might actually bring a little bit more excitement to it because sometimes you win in the cup and then. You see, when's the draw? It's not for another two yeah. months. And then when's the game? It's another two weeks after that or something. Yeah. So it can be not, like, for instance, the Shells Rovers game, they're able to build that up from last week when yeah. they both went through. So it creates a little bit of momentum going into it, like, you know, and, and, and they're able to uh, even try and market it properly. You're not taking it something miles and miles down the road. You know, I think it's actually, I don't think it's a bad idea the way they've done it this year. Yeah, and we don't hear the Shells manager on about that uh, game last week. In, in, in fairness to the FAI, and we're, we're quick enough to hit them a slap but we're rarely fast out of the blocks when it comes to crediting them but I have to give them credit for how late they've held the competition because it really injects a bit of life into clubs and teams that have nothing to play for except the cup that's yeah exactly that's a, no, I, I, that's a good point and again we spoke about the yeah. the non-league clubs like they're now they're in their seasons like the season started most of the competitions last week so at least the, the ones that are still in the competition are playing league games as well to give them a, a, a better chance of maybe uh, putting it up to some of the teams like, and, and going and beating some of them. Yeah, okay. More on um, the Cup over the next couple of weeks. Of course, big weekend coming up. Shelburne against Shamrock Rovers. Is it fair to say that's the feature tie? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only one yeah. I remember and I don't have the fixtures in front of me, so to oh. me it's the feature tie. Okay. Um, a man who's won the Cup 
Liam Coyle of Derry. Liam, how are you? How's it going, Ed? Uh, very good. Look, we brought you on to talk about Derry. Sadly, they're they're out of the cup. But as you're here, you you obviously have very fond memories of the FAI Cup. Well, I do. Yeah, I've, I've three three times I won it, um, lost in two cup finals. So uh, the cup the cup was good to me down the years. Definitely. I suppose for the teams that are still in it, who are maybe in that middle part of the table, or maybe even in the first division, or out of the running. It injects a bit of life into their season, doesn't it? So, in that sense, it's it's kind of been run at the right time of the year, the cup this year. Well, it is. I think you know. I think for every team, you know, that's not going to that's not going to win the league or, or challenge for the league. I think the cup gives them a good escape and keeps your season alive. And I think everybody will be looking at the same the same thing. And and obviously, with Dundalk and Clark, you know. If they if they avoid each other again, it could be an or cup final between them two, and everybody else will be looking at a, at a place in Europe. So it has its benefits uh, both ways. I suppose we don't want that again, do we? At Dundalk Cork City Cup final, it's a bit like Tipperary and Kilkenny in the hurling. We're we're kind of sick of it now. We want Waterford and Galway. Well, I want Cork, but I don't care against who. Anyway, Liam, look, we brought you on to talk about Derry. It's been a hard couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you've seen the games. You've been around the city. You've been around the squad. What's the atmosphere like? How how has it gone? Do you know something? It's been strange, I have to say. I think uh, <clears throat> you know people looked at the cup game last week and sorry the week before and uh, seen a four 0 defeat and thought you know uh, well we're we're playing uh, Dundalk probably one of the one of the best teams that's played in Ireland in recent years and. You know, it's not too bad. And then you come back off that and it's on the back of a 4 0 defeat in the league. And it's been really strange, you know. And uh, I think it's really knocked. Well, it's knocked the heart out of everybody, to be quite honest. But it's also made people realise that, you know, Derry still have a long way to go and have a lot of work to do before before they get to the level of Dundalk and Cork. Liam, just listen to Kenny Shields' comments after the game. He, he spoke about that everything, the whole result, performance, everything was his fault. He thought they could take De- uh, Dundalk on and, and and get something out of the game. Do you think that he's just maybe trying to protect, protect the players from obviously a bad performance? They were blown away in the first few minutes of the game, really. Do you think he's, it's he, he's just trying, as I said, protect the players? Well, he has. He, well, that's, to be fair to Kenny, he, he, he tries to do that all the time. You know, he, he's, he's the first one to hold his hands up if, if anything goes wrong. I think uh, I think he said after the game that he was to blame. You know, he was a bit down all week and it sort of rubbed off on the players and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, Kevin, I'll tell you, you know, you're sitting third in the league. Um, you're you're still, you know, you, you want to qualify for Europe. Because Derry need Europe every year. You try and, try and compete with the likes of Dundalk and Cork. And uh, you put on a performance like that. After 20 minutes, it was okay. Once the first goal went on, the character which just went totally out of the team, and you know managers can take blame, take the blame for a lot of things, but on the pitch, you know players have to stand up and be counted. And for the last two weeks, he just haven't showed up. Um, he said that Dundalk were just so far ahead of them; he kind of underestimated that. Is that what you want to hear as a player, or do you have to hold your hand up and say, "Okay, he's right, but we still have a chance to to drive on and get into Europe here. We can take charge of this ourselves." Well, uh, well, it's still in Derry's hands. You know, they're, they're, I, th- I think even maybe fourth spot might get, might get it this year as well. But I think in th- uh, going for third for third place is still in Derry's hands. But you know, over the last two years, we, we, 
I don't, I, like, it's got to a stage up here at times now, and we keep talking about young team, and we're still building, and we're still this. For me, I'm, I'm getting actually fed up with, with it, to be quite honest. I want to, I want to see a team. It's 20 years since the last won the league. I want to see a Derry team that's going to go and challenge for the league. I don't want to be content with, you know, sitting third every season and qualifying for you, maybe get a cup run. I want to see a Derry team that's challenging. And I think it woke a lot of people up to the fact, you know, that Derry are still, you know, still a long, long way off Dundalk. For me, like, I think if the league was starting now, Dundalk would win. I think Dundalk are back to their best again. I think, uh, I think it's been a difficult, it's, it's, it's been a wake up call for a lot of young players that's playing with Derry this last couple of weeks. And I think Kenny has got to look at the recruitment, the way you have to bring players in and the way, you know, you've got to bring the right players in. Obviously, they help the team and they help the, the younger players coming through. Do you think then he, he needs to look at bringing more experience? You say about them being such a young and, and very talented young side and, and really good young players, but do you think the recruitment, he has to look at more experienced players, perhaps people that have won leagues before, whether it be, even if it was the Irish League or whether it was the League of Ireland. Do you think that's what he, he needs to do? And will he be given, the, like, would he have the investment uh, behind him to go and do that? Do you know? Well, the thing about it is, you know, everybody's been telling Kenny for the last year or two, you know, that why you, you know, you need to be bringing in a bit of experience to help these players, and he's he's adamant that the players he has is good enough to go and challenge. Well, it's been proven the last couple of weeks that they're not. Yeah. So you have to look at it. You have to look at it then from a manager who's who's come out and said, like, you know, I'm not bringing in the likes of Paddy McCourt or Mark, bring Mark McChrystal back from England, you know, because they're too old. I'm sticking with what I have. He's brought young players. He's brought young Toe from uh, Armagh. He's brought uh, young Flav, Jamie McCartan from uh, Institute. And, you know, and he's still got the players here. But, Kim, you know yourself, they, they play, they seen them play in the league here, and then I looked at Dundalk the other day, wasn't too many young players about that squad, you know. No. It was all season pros. And you looked at Cor- I watched Cork playing uh, Fun Harps on Monday night. Wasn't too many young players about that squad. All season pros. And that and, and, and you know yourself, looking at the teams that have won the league the last six, seven years, even going time we were playing, there's always a lot of experience running through it. And at mm-hmm. the minute, there you have a talented young squad. But talent, talent's not enough in this league. You, you need people with, with strong characters and you need people, as Kevin said, that have maybe won the odd trophy or two. At this moment in time, there's not a player in that day addressing, apart from Jared Dordius and Rory Patterson that's won anything. Yeah, and, and you, you talk about the likes of Cork and Dundalk. Like Cork, had they brought in like Ryan Delaney, a young lad, but they have Alan Bennett there to show him the ropes and, and bring him through. And, and even the likes of Conor McCormick going down from Derry to Cork who had won stuff at Shamrock Rovers and stuff as well, it shows to how important it is that you you can be as talented and, and, and fit and hungry as you want, but definitely the know-how and the, the little bit of nous of, of getting over the line or getting close to the line, first of all, and, and, and then getting over. You just can't beat a bit of experience for that. You can't, Kevin, and it helps, and it helps ground young players too, I think. You know, so there's there's been a lot of talk about the young this day team. You know, I don't want to mention names. There's been you know going to England here, going people looking at this player, and it affects them. You know, it goes to their head, and you can see them running about, and you can see the way they behave, and you know they think they think they they become senior footballers and professional footballers all of a sudden, and they're getting a bit of exposure, and you know. 
the senior players, as you know, Kevin, playing in dressings, when young players get above themselves, there's always good senior pros. They bring them back in, rein them in, and you know, tell them, oh, hold on a minute here. You haven't done anything yet. You've got to prove it. And uh, I think at the minute, they just don't have that. They have a lot, as I say. They have a probably a, a squad that's, uh, you know, not as big as uh, Dundalk and Corks, but, you know, they still have a lot of young players that still have a lot to prove. And at the minute, you know, for me, there's not enough experience in that dressing room to try and keep, keep them grounded and keep them going in the right direction. Is it still tough for them, Liam, the fact that they lost their leader in such horrific circumstances earlier in the year? And I think maybe sometimes when I'm looking at them as a football fan, I forget that. I forget the emotional cost. And also, just you know, looking at it in a footballing sense, the loss on the field of play. Well, there's no question that they, they, they haven't replaced Ryan McBride whatsoever. You know, they've tried... They played Dean Jarvis at centre half, and Aaron Barry's been out at times. They play Conor McDermott, and then they brought on Darren Cole from Scotland, who's who's done okay. Like you know, Derry had a good recent run of form. You know, they they went four or five matches unbeaten and, and won won all their games, but they they have have not in any way, shape, or form replaced Ryan McBride. You know, they haven't brought on uh, a commanding centre half. As I say, they brought on young. On toll from Armagh, who, who looks a real prospect, a really good player, good centre half for the future. But you know they haven't brought that type of character on. And everybody, you know, Derry, the Derry team just look. But at the moment, you know, they look like a team that won a couple of matches, lose a couple of matches. Yeah. Don't look as if they're going seven or eight. You know, and that that's where you need somebody with a big character and and, and big personality. They, they push you through games and. Um, and you're right, it, it, it's unfortunate, you know, you, you, you forget about everything that's going on because football just goes on and apart you know, from life and up here around the city, it's still it's still hard to take for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, that, the, the club will, will keep playing football and, that, and no matter what, they have to bring in the right players to, to keep a club going. Yeah, that's a, a really good point, was you made, like, about Roy McBride, everything that we were actually talking about, what they're, they're missing is... <laughs> If with the bit of experience, I know he, he was young enough, and, and but he still had a bit of experience, and that commanding leader that that they that they they lack is obviously sadly taken away. So, I suppose we do have to remember that as well. Okay, you, you have to. It's 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 been a strange season, Kim, because you know the Royal 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 they were playing. You know they're running Bonkrana playing their match until the brand was redeveloped. They've lost Ryan McBride, you know, and. Uh, you know, and you have everything in between. You know that you're trying to keep a club going. It's it's it was it's just, it's just been a real struggle this season, and I'm sure Kenny seems to be glad to see the season over. You know, and you know, and no matter what, I think you know people people will always try and be positive. You know, up here at the minute, you know, even even though not like the days when I was playing, where if you had a loss four 0 two weeks in a row, you would have been you'd been afraid to set foot outside the door. You know. But I think now at the moment people are prepared to you know, say, right, there's a lot going on this season and uh, we, we just have to be patient with this team. Liam, as always, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on News Talk's League of Ireland podcast. Liam Coyle there. Thanks. Thanks, Arjun. Cheers. Cheers, Liam. Cheers, Liam. Cheers, Kev. Always good to hear from Liam Coyle. Um, he raised some very valid points there and one of them was the kind of, I suppose, the, the mean football... Always good to hear from Liam Coyle. And he said something there that is is hard to hear, but he's right to say it. And 
he's not being hard by saying it he's just calling it as it is that no matter what happens if you're a football club you just have to go on playing football and, and doing your best yeah and, and as that's why I, I came in at the end like for everything that we were saying that Derry are lacking like I mean it was taken away from them from, yeah. from tragic circumstances so like I, I won't say they can be excused for not having yeah. it but like you know it's, it's it is you do, and you do and, and, and you go on and, and the, the longer it goes you just sort of you, I wouldn't you never forget about any, anything like that but yeah. it's, it's sort of it does move on football moves on like everything else Speaking of loss um, I was reading in the Irish Sun today or yesterday I can't remember which uh, 10 years since Ollie yeah. Brown passed away the yeah, former Shelburne chairman yeah. it's, it's kind of mad that there's now a whole generation of fans who don't, don't know, know. Yeah. the legend of Ollie Byrne yeah, look, God, I knew him so well, and he was so good to good to me. And I read, I think Owen and Pat were talking about it, and I, I read that article myself, and just brought some of the stuff Owen, Owen spoke about, and, and Pat, like you know, just brought back some memories. And we were all there, like and I saw him a couple. I think it was a week or two before he died, and yeah. it was uh, very, very sad at the time. He was such a. And I've spoke about him before, and I think it was Pat that said it in the article. He was, he was a player's. Like, man, you know, he really looked after. Yeah, and you know what? Shelburne was his thing, and he didn't care what anyone else no. thought so long as he was looking after Shelburne. I have to say, it annoyed me at times as a Cork City fan, sometimes yeah. as a journalist trying to deal with him, but I always respected the fact that Shells was his thing and that was that. Yeah, and it's funny, like, I, stuff stuff that he, he, he used to do to protect the players, and you talk about Kenny Shields protecting the players, Ollie literally went fighting to protect <laughs> players, it's just talking to, to Liam Coyle there, I remember we were playing Derry in yeah. Tolka and there was a banner up for Peter Hutton he had joined us and, and come on it was Pizza, was his nickname and Pizza was the dollar signs and Ollie went into yeah. the stand and ripped it down and stuff <laughs> like that, he had fights with Stewart, he'd fight with Roddy Collins in the tunnel yeah. he was Ah, uh, look! He, I know he, he barked he at me opinion, one day. Absolutely uh, barked at me one day for uh, something I ran on news was, talk, which yeah. was actually which was accurate, but it was just typical. Audio, oh, and I, I didn't, like, and I took no prisoners, yeah. and and like uh, and again we spoke about stuff like the controversial side of it. Sometimes it's it's, it's that little bit of can add more, uh, you mm. know, a bit of spice to to games to to leagues. And there's a I saw a comment. I don't know who said it today. That a lot of the stuff that goes on, and you know what. AGMs and stuff when no one's allowed to ask questions and stuff like that there'd be questions asked you know like yeah. when, when Ollie would say he just wouldn't wouldn't settle like you know if he didn't not necessarily well if he didn't get his home imagine way, yeah. how many fines he would have brought upon himself in the current environment yeah yeah. I Ollie, know it's managers more so but I'm sure Ollie you, wasn't afraid of, I'm yeah. sure can you find <laughs> chairman as well and there, stuff like yeah, that yeah exactly sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know but like yeah it was, it was very sad and, and Shelbourne was, was was his life like you know we literally he was there 24-7 yeah. nearly and and uh, yeah, I was at, I was at his funeral, and it didn't surprise it was yeah. ten years. Ago. I, I I mean, I look, I don't want to look back with colour tinted glasses. If he was there for the fall, that meant he was there for the rise. Yeah, and he had to, yeah, yeah. He had to play his part as well in that, and he had yeah. to take responsibility. Absolutely, yeah. But like, it was actually sad when it was all falling apart for Shelburne to watch him. You could actually see how it was. I oh, could see it affected. physically. Yeah, like yeah, 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 you could. Yeah, yeah. I know it would have been heartbreaking for him, and he wasn't well at the time either, which was obviously making things a hundred times worse. Yeah, um, the, the the standout memory I have is running a story about some. I think at that time when they had to basically put you all up for sale, and I said this on air, and he rang me. I didn't put anyone up for sale. I said, Ollie, are all the players available? Yes, they are. 
but that's not the point. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'd often hear journalists saying they'd, they'd be waiting for their, their Monday morning phone call. The 8am phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. And, and, and it's funny. <laughs> he never had any phone numbers in his phone. He, like, I remember that one thing about him. He just, you know, if he was ringing you, he just yeah. put the he just put the number in. He seemed to remember everyone's number. I'm wow. sure, he, I'm sure. And maybe phones just weren't as good. But yeah. they were, like, they were grand around that time. But he used to just be banging out numbers all the time. And he remember, he seemed to have a, he wouldn't forget anything. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And, and I didn't. Like, I got on really well with, with Ollie, like, but a couple of times that he was doing, did things that I, we had a couple of arguments with him over, over things. Like. Yeah, th- th- actually, that's something I did want to talk about. I, like, I saw him publicly defending shells regardless of what, whether he was right or wrong. And very often he was wrong. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, and what shells did and how they went about their business was wrong, you know, yeah. to, to, promised people and you were one of the people who was wronged and it's kind of weird that well it's not weird I understand why you have such fond memories but you were wronged by this as a professional in some ways now I was I was yeah. gone when they, they sorry, actually I, went yeah so. well I, I, I sorry I'm not trying to draw you into saying something negative that's not what I'm no, saying no, no. but I'm saying even the people who were wronged have a lot of positive things to say about him it's it's amazing yeah I, I, and I, mean, I, I can tell you one of the one of the uh, disagreements I had with him was when I was leaving Shells. Yeah, and I was going to go to Bowes. Yeah, and he wouldn't let me. I still had a year left my contract, and he just wouldn't let me. And I was. And could they pay that contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was okay. that I, time, I it was ended just before year, it all went. I bang. ended up going on loan to Waterford for the year. Okay, because uh, Bowes came in for me, and Drogheda came in for me, and he was more or less pricing me out of it. Like you know, we yeah. want this, we want that, and they weren't going to pay that. Like you know, yeah. and look, I ended up having a decent year at Waterford, so I enjoyed it. But at the time, I was really annoyed at him and but then after this season was gone I was I think I went back to Shells for a little while and everything was alright. He was just he had looked after me in, in previous occasions in, in in more than he needed to do, you know. So like it was yeah. always he was the type of fellow that he could really have a proper argument with and then yeah. ten minutes later. And again I totally understand how you'd have such positive memories of the guy. Because yeah. there was there was a likability to him, even when he was barking at you, which he did to me a couple of times. There was always a kind of a, you always get the sense of, I can throw something back at him here and we can have a, a Barney and it's 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 cool. The next time you'd see him or even like you might see him 10 minutes later or see him at half time. Yeah. You know? oh, and the, t- the, thing, the uh, thing about him, I don't think there was any ulterior motives. It was, everyone knew what he wanted and, and why he wanted. It was for the betterment yeah. of Shelbourne and that was, that was all he ever wanted. So you knew where you stood with him in that way. Yeah. Never Ignored is the name of Owen Brennan's documentary and you can get that on News Talk. Just search it there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Very well worth a listen. Uh, Even if you don't know the story, it's worth a listen for Declan Drake's commentary of the Hadjuk split game and uh, Davy Rogers' goal. I'd say you could hear him on the pitch, could you? Well, I was standing... Well, I mean, yeah, you were beside the pitch. It's funny enough, I only saw footage of the goal there uh, a week because it was the whatever other anniversary and I was injured and I could barely run but when the final whistle went I sprinted onto the pitch. (laughs) So I don't know... (laughs) I don't know how injured I actually was, but uh, yeah. that was uh, yeah. All those all those memories, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kevin Doherty. For now, thank you very much. How can we get in contact with you? Um, at Kev Doc Five, and you can get me on at Oshin Langan. Uh, that's it for this week. If you're going to a cup weekend or cup game this uh, weekend, do enjoy it. Um, best of luck to Shelburne and their continuing adventure in the uh, women's Champions League. We're going to do something on that uh, next week. I won't lie to you, just with the new schedule, I'm all over the place, as you've probably been able to gather by listening yeah, to this yeah, slightly yeah. unorganised madness. You're looking a bit sharper than the new haircut and everything. Are we calling going bald a haircut? Well, probably your last one, so I suppose you should well, enjoy yeah, it. Exactly, it's, it's, a, it's what, a haircut you set your watch to, I think, <laughs> the way I'd put it. Kevin's still with his full head of hair, bragging. 
Going to be great. Just years. Yeah. Oh, oh, my hair is going. At least you have <laughs> hair to go grey. Hate you, Doherty. Okay, that's it for this week. Take care. Bye bye. Cheers. Thank you.